Um, I have lots of notes. They're colorful tonight. And um, it's, it's a big deal. It's important. It's something that we all have to deal with. And we're going to have to keep dealing with it um, for the rest of our lives. So this topic tonight is on forgiveness. Um, the last time that I got on here and talked specifically about forgiveness was, I think, uh, in March. I think it was in March, at the beginning of March. Um, and so, if you want to go back and hunt that video down and watch that, great, go ahead. Um, but tonight, the aspect of forgiveness that I really wanted to talk to you ladies about was um, some, like some common misunderstandings or m misconceptions, I guess, about um, what happens after forgiveness. Um, so, you know, and, and I'm not meaning that like you ladies specifically on here don't know what to do with yourselves after you've forgiven someone, but maybe you know someone that needs to hear this. So share it with them. Um, cause I know a lot of these things that I'm specifically going to talk about, um, I dealt with and I had to overcome. And so I just don't want anyone else to struggle like I did. So I'm going to share it with you ladies. Okay. So, um, we're going to talk about forgiveness tonight and I'm going to hopefully be debunking some myths or misunderstandings or misconceptions about, um, forgiveness. Okay. Um, so the first thing that I had to deal with after I had forgiven someone else was I had this thought of, I don't need forgiveness. Well, that's not true. <laughs> okay. Um, because forgiveness is an act that you don't just do outwardly towards other people. You also have to forgive inwardly. And you have to forgive yourself sometimes. Um, so some of the things that you might find yourself, I know I found myself having to deal with, with forgiveness and myself, is that I was very upset with myself um, for allowing certain things to happen. And then also continuing to accuse myself and berate myself and beat myself up because I had lacked boundaries. Um, and so that really was self-condemnation is what that was. Um, and so I, ha I had to let that go, first of all. I had to let go of self-condemnation and realize that Jesus does not condemn me. Jesus does not condemn us. So I don't need to try to condemn myself and I had to forgive myself after, you know, coming through the situations that I have come through. Um, forgiving another person was relatively easy. Um, forgiving myself was kind of a, a different story. I didn't, I, I struggled with forgiving myself. So start there. We're going to start there. Okay. Um, this notion that... I don't need forgiveness. You do. Everybody does. Um, you need forgiveness from other people. And you also need to forgive yourself. Um, so, like I said, um, that's self-condemnation. And that that is not godly. That is not of God. Um, God does not condemn us. Um, Jesus was not sent here to condemn us. Um, he, he came to save us. And so we need to forgive ourselves 
and rejoice at his grace and try letting ourselves off the hook a little bit, okay? Um, so I have a scripture for that. Tonight is going to be full of scripture. Um, sometimes I give you some scripture. Sometimes I don't give any scripture. Tonight is going to be pretty packed, full of scripture, okay? So rewatch it again and write them down. Okay, so to support um, self-condemnation, self-condemnation, it not being godly and that uh, God does not condemn us. He wants to save us. He sent Jesus to save us. A scripture that um, you can use to back that up is found in John chapter 3 and verse 17. And I'm using that. English Standard Version for most, I think actually all of these scriptures is what I used for, I think all of them tonight. Um, so it says, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Okay, so first of all, if you have some things that you are just beating yourself up over and you're struggling to forgive yourself, um, you know, maybe lack of boundaries like I had, um, forgive yourself, let that go. Okay. Um, sorry, I have a whole nother set of notes over here that I'm actually going to pull over and use as well. <laughs> okay. So another thing that I kind of had to deal with was this thought of, I don't, I don't need further healing. And that was also not true. Okay. Um, so I'm sure most all of us by now at this point in our lives know that pain and or rejection can cause some of the greatest damage to our self-esteem. Um, so forgiving your offender or whoever hurts you is really just the first step, you know? Um, you know, you, you might have started to believe certain lies about yourself even. Like, I'm not worthy of love and acceptance. That's a lie. Um, I'm just really stupid and I'm going to keep making mistakes. That's a lie. Or, um, I just can't trust anyone. Also a lie. Okay. Um, all of these things prevent us from having a loving, authentic relationship with God. Those ideas, those lies from Satan prevent you from having a loving, authentic relationship with God, okay? So you you do need further healing. You're always going to need healing. Healing is a process, and you have to keep striving for it every day, okay? Forgiveness and healing, they, they go together. Forgive and heal, forgive and heal, forgiving and heal. Healed is not... I, I hate to speak in terms of absolute. I just looked down and saw Robin said absolutely, and I just said absolute. That's funny. Um, I hate to speak in absolute terms, but completely and fully and finally healed is only going to be a thing when God heals you and restores you and gives you a new life in heaven with him. That's when you will be fully and finally and forever and completely healed. Until then, healing is a process that you have to keep walking out every single day. There's always going to be something because you are human. What did I say? Did I say the wrong thing, Robin? What did I say? Oops. Well, Robin corrected me. If I said the wrong thing, God will heal you and give you a life in heaven. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> anyway, um, so healing is a journey. It's a process. And we all are always healing. Okay, so yes, 
You do need further healing. Um, so one thing that we do need to keep in mind is yes, we do need further healing. We have all sustained some kind of damage, okay? We are all at some point in our process, our healing process, dealing with that, okay? Um, so, um, a scripture that you can use for this, your healing process and renewing yourself and striving to get better um, can be found in Ephesians chapter 4. And it's going to be verses uh, 22 and 24, okay? Um, it says, You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self created to be like God, in true righteousness and holiness. So the fact is, if you are like me and you ever had an idea of, I can't trust people anymore, or I'm not worthy of love and acceptance, or God's love and acceptance, or I'm just going to keep living these mistakes, those are lies and you need to put off your old self. Okay, renew your mind. And be made new in your mind and trust in God and put on your new self, okay, and be created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness and get some healing, okay? Know that it is a journey. It is a process, okay? And your final destination of completely and finally concretely healed will be in heaven with the Lord, all right? Because we are human and we live on this earth and it's rough out here, okay? All right, so another thing that I struggled with and I wanna share with you ladies, okay? Because forgiveness is tough and there's a lot of aspects to it is a thought that went something along like, well, since I've forgiven them, well, now I don't, I don't have anything to repent of. I forgave them. That was a lie. Okay. Um, because uh, we try not to. We try not to. Okay. We do. We try. We try to be good. We try really hard. But sometimes, because we're humans, um, when we have been hurt or offended or anything like that, um, we can sometimes think poorly of others and judge them even for their behaviors and their wrongdoings. It, we do that sometimes. We shouldn't, but we do, okay? Um, you know, sometimes I would think to myself, I just wish that they would reap what they've sowed. So basically, I just wish that something bad would happen to them so that they would learn their lesson and deal with their consequences. That's what that meant. That was a judgment. And that was thinking poorly of them. And I, that was me trying to decide what should happen to them. And that's not for me, okay? Um, so let's keep this in mind when dealing with those types of thoughts in our forgiveness process, okay? Um, this scripture comes from Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 21. Again, English Standard Version. And it says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. Okay? So be careful. Um, another one comes from Ephesians chapter 4. In verse 31, and that says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you 
along with all malice. That's pretty tough. That's a pretty tough one to hear, ladies. Um, and I didn't want to hear that. I did not want to read that in my Bible. <laughs> did not like it one bit. I didn't. Um, but it's the truth. It's the truth. And um, we get to work out what we're going to do with that. Okay? So... Once you've forgiven someone, yes, there, there could very well still be things that you need to repent of and continue to repent, okay? Um, because forgiveness needs to be accompanied with repentance of personal judgments that you, we might have passed on other people. Okay, so one of the reasons that we get offended is because somebody did something that hurt us or we don't like. Well, how do you know that you don't like that? That's your opinion. Um, now, obviously, this is not taking into consideration um, situations of like abuse or, you know, neglect or, or things like that, mental, emotional, spiritual, physical abuse, because those things are wrong. They're flat out wrong, okay? Um, but we just need to always be making sure that we are searching our hearts, our hearts, for any type of judgments or behaviors or vows or habits that we have made or formed um, as a result of someone else's behavior, okay? Um, so that, that's, that's something that I, I had to let go of. And I just wanted to get on here and remind you ladies that be aware, okay? Be self-aware that it could be something you might need to let go of as well. If you don't, great. If you do, let it go, okay? Um, another thing that I had to deal with with forgiveness, a misunderstanding that I had with forgiveness was that I will never need to forgive them again. And boy, was that so wrong. That was so wrong. Um, forgiveness is not a one-time act. It's not. Um, it is. It, it's not, okay? Um, Jesus has made it extremely clear, extremely clear that we are going to need to keep forgiving others for negative actions towards us. All right. Keep forgiving others. And I have a scripture for you on that. And I pulled this from the book of Matthew and chapter 18 and verses 21 and 22. Excuse me. Sorry. And this is a conversation between Peter and Jesus. And so Peter came up to Jesus and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times. And Jesus replied to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 70 times seven. So the next time that someone hurts us, we could be tempted to think that it might have been a waste of time to forgive them the first time or the second time or the third time or the 17th time or the 35th time or the 70th time seven time, <laughs> okay? Um, that is an easy lie that we can fall for, okay? Um, because godly forgiveness is unconditional, Godly forgiveness is unconditional. It does not depend on how other people behave towards us. 
but on how God has behaved towards us. And his forgiveness is unconditional. So yes, you will need to keep forgiving. 70 times 7. All right. Um, so the next thing that I had to deal with, and I hope you're not having to deal with this, but if you are, okay, um, know that you're not the only one. Um, I thought now that God has worked on me and changed my heart, then he's going to change them. That's it. The end. Done. God fixed me. He's going to fix them. Like right now. No. Um, we, a lot of times, God can. <laughs> okay, don't get me wrong. God can. Okay. Um, but it's up to the person as well. Okay. Um, God changed you because you allowed him to. God can change them if they allow him to, right? Um, so we might have this expectation that just because we're changed and the scales have fallen off of our eyes right now and we're renewed in Christ and we're picking up his cross daily and we're striving to be continually better, then our our offenders, our who, whoever they are and whatever they did, okay, they're going to change too. On our timeline, they're not. Nothing works on your timeline, <laughs> okay? Nothing. Your choice, your your willingness to follow God, yes, that's your choice. Following God, that's your choice, okay? Um, other people, not your choice. Not your timeline. God's choice, God's plan, Not that's not your timeline, <laughs> And it stinks, okay? Um, another thing, they, I thought that the other people who had hurt me would at least be open to hearing about my journey of forgiving them or how the Lord had worked on me and helped me to forgive them. Um, that was not the case. That was not the case for me. Um, I pray that it would be the case for you. Um, but just know that that might not always be the case, okay? It might. It's, it's a possibility. So relax, okay? Relax and trust in God. Um, because we have to remember, we have to remember, ladies, that it might have taken us days or weeks or months or years, decades even, to change and forgive and let go. Um, other people might need time too, all right? They might need time too. And God has always been patient and gracious with us. So why would we not be patient and gracious with others and support them through what we went through, you know? Um, sometimes that might be the thing that changes their heart. That might be the thing that changes their mind. That might be the thing that changes their life. It's just you being... Patient and kind and gracious and supportive and loving to them in the middle of their battle. All right? Um, so a scripture for you on this particular thing, this particular one, uh, I've found from Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians is so good for stuff like this. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 32. And it says... Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. So God was patient with you and he waited for you to be ready because God is a gentleman and he does not force anybody ever into anything. It's all your choice. You, you get to choose following him or not. 
you get to choose to keep his commandments and he allows you to make your choices. And so therefore we need to be Christ-like and let other people make their choices as well and keep forgiving them while they screw up a little bit. Okay. Cause, cause we did and we do. And, um, takes a lot of grace all the way around. A lot of grace. Okay. Um, another thing that I had to deal with, and it was an unfortunate untruth, was that I thought, well, now I can change them. I have forgiven them, and so now I can change them. Okay? Um, that wasn't true. <laughs> um, because the fact is, the only real control that we have is over ourselves, our own choices. Um, we do not have control over over other people. I'm struggling tonight, ladies. Over other people. And we don't always have control over the circumstances either. We don't, okay? Um, all of that is in God's hands. All of it. All of it. Um, so let us not try to fall into that trap and be tempted by trying to take over God's role in changing other people, okay? He is their creator. We are not. Our job, our commandment, our greatest commandment in the New Testament is love. To love them as God does. Be patient, be kind, be humble, be hopeful, be persevering, and love them. The end. Pray for them. Pray for God to keep changing you. Okay? Pray for God to keep changing you. And pray for God to change them. Because you can't do it. You cannot do it. It does not matter how many times you try to beat that dead horse. It's not going to drink. Okay, you can try your hardest to drag that horse to water and make it drink and beat it to death and keep beating it while it's laying there. But it's, you're not going to change it. You're not going to change them. Okay, only God can do that because only God is their creator. Only he has that power as long as they are willing. All right. Um, so. Another one that's really good for things like this is from scripture wise. It's really good for stuff like this, okay? Is 1 Corinthians. And this particular scripture gets used a lot at weddings, um, but it's good for a lot of other things, okay? And tonight we're going to use it for forgiveness. So it's 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and it's several verses, uh, 4 through 7, okay? And it says. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist in its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. God's truth. Okay. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. So, ladies, be patient, be kind, and let God change them, okay? You don't try to force them to change. Love them. The end. Love them. Forgive them. Love them. And then let God do the rest, okay? Um, so another one. I have a few more. I promise I'm trying not to talk for an hour and a half tonight, but I've been gone for like a month and I missed you ladies. Okay. Okay. So another one. I will forgive, but I expect God to take revenge for me. I, I know for a fact that I definitely talked about that on my other fight time post about forgiveness way back in March for sure. For sure. And I'm going to reuse one of the scriptures as well. Okay. Um, so, I will forgive, but now I expect God to take revenge on my behalf. Guilty. Guilty, ladies. I 
I'm guilty. Okay. It, it is what it is. Um, then I had to learn <laughs> God is just and impartial. God is always, always just. He is always just. And all of us, all of us will have to face the consequences of our own sins. You'll have to face them. I'll have to face them. They'll have to face them. Whoever they are, everybody, they will have to face the consequences of their own sins. Period. Okay. Um, so an aspect of forgiveness, true forgiveness is letting go of our offenders completely. Let go of them. Okay. Let go. Take them and place them in God's hands and then take your hands off of it. That's it. The end. Let God do his work. He's good at it. He is a way maker. He is a miracle worker. He is the light in the darkness. He is everything. He is the truth. He is love. He is just. Okay? Your shoulders are not big enough to carry those kinds of things, but his are, so let him. Let him, all right? You're going to get gray hair. Quit trying to carry that around. Let God carry it, all right? Um, so, a scripture for this that stomped on my toe so bad. Oh, stomped on my toe so bad and I have to keep revisiting it and revisiting it and revisiting it because my God, I'm human and I'm sorry. Um, so, it comes from Romans chapter 12, okay? And it's verses 17 through 21. And it tells us on this particular aspect of forgiveness, repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So, Vengeance belongs to the Lord, ladies. It belongs to him. It's not for you to take. It's not for you to wish it on people. And a very, very, yes, bless them and wish them well. Wish them health and wealth and happiness and peace and a close relationship with the Lord. Amen. Robin, I missed you. <laughs> um, so a very important thing to remember on when you've forgiven someone, but then you're just waiting for them to get what's coming to them. But you forgave them. You forgive them. Um, you got to let that go because God will do with them what he will. It's out of your hands. It's bigger than you. He's smarter than you. And like I said back in March, if he chooses to let them deal with the consequences of their behaviors and their choices and their actions for their entire life, then he will let them. If they are unrepentant, he will let them live with their consequences in eternity. He will. But he also can save them and he also can forgive them and he also can bless them because God is just. That's it. God is just. So, moving on, okay? Um, another thing that I had to deal with with forgiveness was I will never be angry at them again. 
I forgave them already. And that anger and hurt and offense will never come back, ever. It doesn't matter what they do. I'm never gonna get mad again. That was a lie. <laughs> that was a lie. Um, the fact is, it would be pretty unrealistic to think that we will never be hurt or upset ever again, because we will, okay? Um, it is actually natural, and sometimes it's necessary, okay? Sometimes it's necessary to get angry at things that are unjust or cruel or just evil. That's okay. Um, you know, I mean, let's, let's be real. How many of you ladies, I have, how many of you ladies have ever been mad at the devil? <laughs> mad at him because he's a thief and he's stolen things from you. From you who belong to God, he has stolen God's things. And that makes me mad, okay? That makes me mad. Um, so there, there are a few scriptures that I want to give you for this, okay? Um, God's word, be careful with this here, okay? God's word does give us permission to be angry, but do not let your anger control you so that you fall into sin. It is a very fine line, ladies. You cannot let your anger run away with you. You cannot self-control, okay? Fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5 and 22 and finishes up in 23. Self-control, it's in there. We have got to utilize it, okay? Um, so, a scripture on being angry, righteously angry, okay? Um, Ephesians 4, I told y'all Ephesians is so good for this stuff. Ephesians 4, and 26 and 27, it says, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Do not leave a crack. Do not give him a foothold, okay? Be mad at the things that are evil and of the devil and follow after God's own heart and then leave it in his hands. Surrender to God's will, okay? Um, another one about being angry. Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 11. This one's kind of short. Um, it says, a fool gives full vent to his spirit, so to his anger. A fool will be angry and run their mouth, but a wise man quietly holds it back. A wise, a wise woman can hold her tongue and have self-control, okay? So, very important on this one, ladies. Take stock of the things that trigger you and make you angry, all right? And this might be a good place to circle back around and repent because there could be some pride or some pain that is getting in the way, of giving these things up to God for his forgiveness and his healing. Um, I'm, I'm telling y'all ladies, this forgiveness thing, it's tricky. It's tough. There's a lot to it. There's so much to it. Um, it it's, it's cyclical. Okay. You've stay repenting, stay forgiving. It's, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. Ladies, I know, and I'm sorry, but we have to keep talking about it. Okay, um, another thing that I struggled with, with forgiveness, okay? And this was, I've forgiven them, and now we have to reconcile immediately. Now we have to fix it right now. I forgave them. It's time to move on, both of us. Not just me, both of us. That did not work well for me. At all. Like, at all. Um, because the thing is, sometimes God can allow a delay in making up or reconciliation 
so that he can prepare the other person's heart. He might have prepared your heart. You might have let him change you. You might have given forgiveness and you're ready to move on. But that other person's heart might still be hard as stone. And it might not be time yet. Okay? Um, so that we, we've got to let God work on them. Okay? We need to pray and ask God to give us the wisdom to know what his will is in his timing, in his way. Because sometimes immediate reconciliation is not going to be received by the other party. They might have a hard heart. It happens. I had one. <laughs> okay. I did. Um, and I... God had to work on mine. God had to soften my heart. So maybe give them some time and pray for them and love them. Love them through it, okay? Um, give them the grace that you needed during your healing and your forgiveness journey and your process, all right? Leave them in God's hands and let him work. And then you put yourself in the presence of God and you seek his will and you ask him in your time, God, what do you want me to do? You say when I'm ready, you soften their heart. I'm going to stay repenting. I'm going to search after you. I'm going to seek after you and, and say when I'm ready. Let's do it. But in your time, God, in your time. Okay. Um, and the last, the last of it, I'm wrapping up. I'm so sorry, ladies. I am. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, the last bit to this aspect of the forgiveness that I deal with. Okay. Um, I felt very vulnerable after I had forgiven the other person. Very vulnerable. Um, and I was thinking I'm not supposed to be feeling vulnerable, but I did feel vulnerable. Um, and so I had to work on that with myself in my mind um, because it is true. I'm sorry, y'all forgive me. We had breakfast for dinner and I'm over 30 and sometimes bacon. Anyway, um, so sometimes it's true, ladies, that we feel softer, you know, a little vulnerable after we've humbled ourselves before God. Um, and we for like, we've forgiven someone. We've allowed God to soften us. We've allowed ourselves to be vulnerable. We've put ourselves out there. We've forgiven them. And the fact is, God replaces our hearts of stone with hearts of flesh that can beat with his spirit and his life and be renewed, okay? So don't, don't be afraid like I was. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable before God in, in your forgiveness. It is a very life giving position to be in very life giving position to be in because when we are vulnerable and weak before God, he makes us strong before people. Okay. So I, I definitely talked about that one time before. I don't remember, or maybe Brianne talked about it. I don't know. We've got some good teaching in our church ladies. Okay. So I don't know. Um, pretty sure it was Brianne. Um, and it's an exchange rate. Okay, God takes your weaknesses and uses your weaknesses to show and amplify his strength. So where you're weak, God is strong. Where you fail, God never fails. Where you don't have wisdom or knowledge, God knows and sees all. Okay? So yes, after you have forgiven someone, you're going to feel a little vulnerable and you're going to feel a little soft and you're going to feel a little weak. And that's okay. That's a good place to be in. Because if you think you are mighty and you think you are strong and you think you can solve every problem, then what good is God? He, 
why do you need God? If you can solve everything, if you're strong and you can hold it together and you've got everything under control, then why do you need him? You don't. So be vulnerable. That's okay. Be vulnerable and let God breathe his life into you in your weakness so that he can make you strong for his kingdom. Okay. Um, so another couple scriptures I want to leave you ladies with. Um, one of them comes from Ezekiel and chapter 36 and verses 26 and 27. And I will just be dead honest with you ladies. I had to look this one up because it, Ezekiel is a hard book for me to read. <laughs> I don't know why. I love the stories from it, but just starting at the beginning and going all the way through the end, my brain doesn't work well in Ezekiel. So I had to have some help and I went to the Google and then I went to the Bible Gateway and I, and I put this together. Okay, this one right here, Ezekiel, trips me up. And it says, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. Ladies, <laughs> I just, and a second one I'll follow up with quickly and then I'll give some, talk a little more, talk a lot more, okay? Um, this one comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 12. And I read verses like 8 and through 10, but the part I really specifically want to pull out is verse 9. It's in the middle. It says, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. So, after you have forgiven someone, ladies, and you are feeling really vulnerable, that's a good thing. It's a good thing. Be vulnerable, okay? Stay soft. Stay supple. Stay weak so that God's grace can be sufficient for you and his power can be made perfect in your weakness, in your vulnerability, okay? Because like I said a few minutes ago, if you've got every problem under control and you're strong and you're wise and you know everything, then what good is God? That is one of the scariest places you could be in, not needing God, not being vulnerable and relying on the Lord to order your steps. Ladies, all he wants is for us to just trust him. Let go, forgive others who have hurt us 70 times seven, okay? Keep forgiving them. Forgive yourself and, like I said, stay repenting from any unjust thoughts, maliciousness, judgments, unholy agreements, even accidental, even accidental unholy agreements or opinions. Stay repenting from those things, okay, ladies? Because sometimes when somebody hurts you, you just think things. Maybe you ought to not be thinking. Um, and you're human. I did. You know, we, we have to step away from that. We have to see it in ourselves and we have to realize that that's not where we need to be headed, okay? Um, we must be wise not to put ourselves in the same position God got us out of. That's right. When God exposes snakes in our lives, we should not play with them. That is also right, Robin. Just another thing I'm going to add to my list right now on the fly. Just because you have forgiven someone does not always mean that they should be allowed back into your life with full access and full authority that they had before the situation occurred before they hurt you. Okay. Um, yes, you need to forgive them. That's very clear. Forgive them, love them, 
Um, but maintain boundaries. Maintain biblical boundaries, okay? If, let's just use an example. Halloween is coming up, okay? If you have someone wanting to parade in and out of your life and in and out of your children's lives and they want to say, well, uh, I'm a witch and I brought this stone to your house to bring you good luck. You don't, you don't have to accept that, okay? You don't have to accept that. Boundaries are okay. So forgive them, yes. Maintain your boundaries and stand on God's principles, okay? Seek the Lord's will in your life. Seek the Lord's will in their life, okay? And let them go and let yourself go and be submitted to God in all things, okay? Um, so I'm gonna wrap up and I'm very, very sorry that I probably just talked for 45 minutes, but an hour, I think I talked for nearly an hour. Sorry, <laughs> but for, like I said, forgiveness is tough. There's a lot to it. We are all human. We are all weak and that's a good thing. Um, and we need to keep talking about it because by golly, like I said earlier, this is a tough world out here that we are living in and it's a process and we got to keep coming back to it because we have to keep forgiving 70 times seven and keep following after the Lord. All right, ladies. So I love y'all very much. Please forgive me in advance. Forgive me after the fact for rambling for an hour and just know that I love you very much. And I'm sorry, not sorry, that I talked this long about forgiveness. <laughs>